Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Sooner or later, when you least expect it, there comes a point of no return, a dead end from which there seems no escape, a moment in time, a moment of crisis. Skydiving, and to Corey Hunter, it's perhaps the only real freedom he knows. Diving from the wing strut of a Cessna 172, falling through the sweet Kansas autumn air until, at 1,200 feet, he pulls the ripcord that liberates the parachute that breaks his fall and once again saves his life. To Corey, stepping off that wing strut is stepping over the threshold of life into the arms of death, and the billowing chute is the sweet reprieve once again snatching him back to life, back to the anxious embrace of lovely, fragile Sheila, waiting and praying just outside the thousand-foot circle on the grassy field below. The ground and sky tumble wildly until he rudders his arms and legs, grasps the ring, and pulls. a nightmare, that's all. But you've had it so often before. Only a couple of times, maybe three. Oh, my poor darling. I, I feel so helpless. I I can't do anything to stop it. You always wake me up when I start screaming. That's a big help. Believe me. Is it... Is it terrible? Just that it's so darn real. Well, then, then maybe you'll give it up. Really, Corey, I, I don't want to be the nagging wife. I know, but... I know. I know you hate having to wait down on the field when I'm jumping, but... Well, you can understand this. It's it's the feeling of... Yeah, I know, of freedom. 
You told me over and over. And I've explained how safe it is. Then why do you keep having this dream that your chute won't open? I don't know. But don't you see, darling? It's, it's trying to tell you something. Oh, now we're not going to go into that again. But it is. It's a sign. That's what you get from reading that cheap sensation rag you buy at the market. Those cases are true. Sure. Thousands of people get warning messages in their dreams. Oh, Cora, you've got to give up skydiving. That's all there is to it. Hey, I'm going to be late. Uh, have another piece of toast. No, can't. You know the traffic. I've got to go. Call me. If I can. Now, listen, Shield, please. Don't worry. But I will worry. Oh, Corey, in all our eight years of married life, I haven't asked you to change one single thing, have I? Just this. Let's forget it. Okay, Shield? Change jobs. Move away. Become hippies. Anything. Look, if it's the pressure down at the office. Listen, i got to go. I'll see you tonight. Call me, please. Okay, honey, I'll call you. Okay, Red. Key on the ground. Here goes. Three thousand. Twenty-five hundred. Two thousand. Fifteen hundred. Oh no! Come on. Open up! Shoot! No! I can't get the emergency chute either! No! Corey, Corey, wake up! Wake up, darling, wake up! No! Corey, Corey, it's all right, darling. Be calm. It was just a dream again. Are you all right now? Sheila? You're safe, darling. You're here in bed with me. You're safe at home in bed. Oh, God, Sheila. I swear it was so real. Corey, your heart is going like a hammer. Now listen, you listen to me. This has gone on long enough. I want you to promise me, promise me, you'll get out of that skydiving club first thing tomorrow morning. I want you to call them up and tell them, tell them anything. Tell them your silly wife will divorce you if you don't quit. Sheila, I can't let this beat me. Beat you? What do you think it's doing to me? I hate to say it, but... What I need is a shrink. Darling, what you need is to turn in your jumpsuit and helmet and parachute and just call it all off. Look, look, we could do so many things together. But I, I, I don't want to talk about it now. Do you think you could get back to sleep? I don't know. What time is it? It's, it's 4.15. 4.15. Oh, brother. Come on, darling. Let's turn out the light and you put your head here. Right here. Still feel your heart pounding. I'll be all right. Just lie quiet. Sheila, I don't know what I'd do without you. If it weren't for you waking me up every time, I, I think I might not wake up. See, I, I dream I jump and everything's fine. And I get that beautiful free feeling. And then I count down, and then I pull the ring, and nothing happens. I see the ground coming up, turning, wheeling closer and closer, and then at the last possible minute, you wake me up. I hate to think what would happen if you didn't wake me just when you do. Horrible. Do I really scream? Yes, yes, you do. Loud enough for the neighbors to hear, do you think? I don't know. They, they never mentioned it. 
Sheila. Yes? Will you do something for me tomorrow? Anything. Will you call Dr. Tanner and ask him if he can rec- recommend a psychiatrist? It's quarter of two the following afternoon. In the outer office of Seminole Title Insurance, typewriters clatter, secretaries move from phone to file to copying machine, uninspired today by the usual encouragement of handsome Corey Hunter. Behind his office door, strangely silent, Corey Hunter sits sweating. Yeah? Corey? Hi, honey. Corey, how do you feel? I'm fine. I'm perfectly fine. Good Lord, Sheila, do you have to begin every conversation by asking me how I feel? Hey, I'm sorry, Sheila. Forgive me. Corey, remember what you asked me to do? Yeah. I took you at your word. I called Dr. Tanner, and he just called me back, or his nurse did. She gave me the name of a of man to see. Yeah. His name is Robert Brand. Grand? Brand. B-R-A-N-D. He's in the little professional group out by the new hospital in Glen Arm. I see. Can't you talk? Sure, I can talk. Well, I mean, you sound like there's someone there with you. No, I'm all alone. Corey, will you see Dr. Brandt? Uh, yeah. I've got to do something. You can't go on like you have been. I know it. Corey, I've made an appointment with Dr. Brandt. Oh? When? Well, he can see you this afternoon at 4 o'clock. Well, that's fast. You tell him it was an emergency or something? No, I just... Well, I, I described the way the nightmare makes you feel, and he... And he wants to commit me right away. Not funny. Okay. 4 o'clock? Can you get away? I can get away. At 2 minutes of 4, Corey Hunter slides his orange 240Z into a parking space beside the low Fieldstone office complex he had passed so often and admired. Now, as he walks into the courtyard past a modern bronze sculpture, he hesitates before a door marked Robert Brand, M.D. He turns the knob and goes in. Rich mahogany panels and dark cocoa furniture contrast sharply with the honey-blonde secretary nurse in white, who nods silently and rises, moves around her all-glass desk, and smilingly opens an inner door. Corey smiles hesitantly himself, goes in, and sees a tall, squarish man stride toward him, hand outstretched. There is confidence here, and warmth, and quality. Mr. Hunter? Right on time. How are you? Well, I'm fine. Well, I guess if I were fine, I wouldn't be here, would I? How about some coffee? Great. Cream? Sugar? No, black. You and Mrs. Hunter are both patients of Dr. Tanner, then. Yeah, that's right. Well, he's a fine man. I know several of his patients. Oh, uh, here you go. Have a seat. Thanks. Uh, I guess my wife called you, and she probably told you what, uh, uh, what's bothering me. Why don't you tell me? Well, I like to skydive. I mean, I find it relaxing, and there's a sense of freedom and stepping out into thin air. You know anything about it, Doctor? Mm, no, uh, just what I've seen. You go out to that big sports field north of town? Yeah, that's right. You've probably seen us diving. Yes, uh, several times. So you find it gives you a feeling of... Freedom, uh, yes. Been doing it a long time? 
Oh, since, let's see, uh, it's been not quite a year. I see. And I really enjoy it. I will say my accuracy and precision are improving. Mm-hmm. Well, about a month ago, maybe a little longer, I began having this dream. Well, it's a nightmare. I dream I'm standing on the strut, just about to jump, and then I go, and everything's normal through free fall until I go to open the chute, and then, <laughs> well, the thing just doesn't open. Yeah? Go on. Well, that's it. How does the dream end? Now, I'm watching the earth getting closer and closer, and then it's really rushing up at me fast, and I guess I actually do cry out. I, I mean, that's when my wife wakes me up. And you've had the same dream repeatedly? Yes. How many times? Oh, I guess uh, four times or five. And it's precisely the same each time? Yes, sir. Down to the smallest detail. When I start having a dream, I know how it's going to end, and I know it's just a dream, and I want to wake up. But it seems like it has to run all the way through, like an automatic movie, sort of, uh, that you can't turn off once it's started. Y- you know what I mean? Hmm. Uh, tell me about your work, Mr. Hutter. Well, I'm vice president of Seminole Title Insurance. You work indoors? Yes, most of the time. How do you like it? It's a good job, plenty of opportunities. I'm young enough. I've got a lot of good years ahead of me. I'd like to build a business. Got a lot of plans. Yeah, I'm happy there. Very happy. In the money department, I'm doing quite well. I expect to do better. Get along with your boss? <laughs> well, uh... I'm what you'd call the fair-haired boy, I guess you might say. Uh, no, I get along with people. I, I like people. I like dealing with people. Good. How about your marriage? My marriage? Well, Sheila and I have been married about eight years. We haven't had any children, but this doesn't really hang us up. I mean, we're both still young enough for that, and if we wanted to raise a family, we still could. Is married life satisfying to you? What, what, what do you mean? Physically? Sexually? Well, I don't know about Sheila, but I haven't any complaints. Sheila's probably the most affectionate, loving woman a man could have. She does worry about me too much. She worry about your skydiving? Yeah, mainly that. I mean, I can understand it, but... She cries when I'm jumping. Every time. My God, I suppose I put her through hell every Sunday. You go up every Sunday? Yeah, just about. When you wake up from this nightmare... What happened? Well, I, uh, well, I'm, I'm sweating and my heart's going like crazy. Hey, is there any chance this thing could do any physical harm? Oh, not if you're in good health. I suppose you're going to tell me to give up skydiving. Would you like to? No. Well, I mean, I get a lot of pleasure out of it, but if it's subconsciously bothering me, is that it? Am I scared about it and I don't know it? What do you think? Look, I'm asking you. You're the psychiatrist. Have you made any jumps since uh, the last nightmare? Well, actually, I haven't jumped for over a month. Frankly, not since I had the first of these things, these, these dreams. Sheila's been begging me to give it up, naturally. You think I should? No, uh, I'm going to surprise you. I think you'd be happier if you knew you hadn't put so much faith in a dream with it caused you to alter your conscious way of life. Am I right? How do you mean? I don't want you to believe that this nightmare was some sort of of a supernatural omen. You follow me? Oh, yeah, I see. 
Yeah, Sheila thinks the dream is a warning. No, I advocate your going up at least once more. Just do it to prove to yourself you can. Then you can walk away from it and do it proudly. Then if you have any recurrence of the nightmare after you've turned your back on skydiving, I'd like to see you again. Then you don't think I'm... unbalanced? <laughs> no more than we all are. Hey, this wasn't as painful as I was afraid it would be. Thanks, Doctor. I hope I don't see you again. Hey, Shield. Home. I just come from Dr. Weird. Corey. Oh, darling, darling, how are you? Mm, I'm fine. Honest, didn't you? Oh, you look fine. You saw the doctor? I did. What did he say? Well, he said I'm no crazier than everybody else. Well, I knew you weren't crazy, and... He said, uh, you aren't going to like this. What? Well, I've got some good news and some bad news. No, 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 you're not supposed to say it that way. You're supposed to say it the other way around. I've got some bad news and some good news. First, the bad news. He wants me to jump one more time. Oh, you're kidding. And now the good news. Then he wants me to call it quits. And will you? I will. Oh, Corey, Corey, thank you, thank you. Oh, you'll never know how grateful I'll be if you quit. I know. Will you miss it so very terribly? Maybe we can find something else to replace it. Mountain climbing, skiing. In Kansas? Oh, something, anything. Oh, darling, I'm so grateful to Dr. Brand. What sort of man is he? Brand? Well, he's tall, pretty well built. Probably in his early 40s, I'd say. Not bad looking. Not handsome. Just a good, straightforward sort of guy. Doesn't make you squirm. <laughs> I was afraid he'd be a little wizened up old man with a white coat and one of those reflectors on his head. <laughs> <laughs> so did I. <laughs> hey, listen, hon. Today's Friday. Let's get it all over this Sunday, okay? The last jump? The last. I promise. Did he think the jumping is what's been making you have the nightmare? No, he doesn't say. He just says... If I quit skydiving and still have the dream, to see him again. Oh, but you won't. Not anymore. I just feel it. Well, Red, run into anyone who wants to buy my helmet and shoes and boots, you let me know. And it'll be my swan song today. She'll make me promise. And you know what? My marriage means more to me than hitting that stupid target down there. Well, see you on the ground. Here goes. Three thousand. Twenty-five hundred. Two thousand. Fifteen hundred. Oh. Oh. Oh, no. Just like the dream. No. No, this is the dream. Sheila, wake me up. Sheila, wake me up. Sheila, wake me up. Like you said. You let him go? All the way. You're sure? 
Yes, darling, I'm sure. Will you be coming right over? Not quite yet. Why don't you call Sandra? That would make it look better. nightmare that happens over and over? Ever had one like that? Well, maybe you'd better visit a psychiatrist yourself. Uh, but why don't you pick one, personally? Uh, be sure he's a nice, wizened-up little old man in a white coat with one of those reflectors on his head. Our thanks to Ted Darm as Corey Hunter, Pat French as Sheila, and Bob Wright as Dr. Brand. Crisis has presented... Nightmare, written and directed by yours truly, Jim French. Join us next time for a tale of suspense, a story of crisis.